Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, warmer days remind us of fond summer memories. Now you can make those moments year-round with a Michael Phelps swim spa by our friends at Master Spas, and that combines the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool. Now Master Spas technology is incredible with LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful water jets installed in just one day. You're going to love it. Proudly made in America. Use the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. That's masterspas.com for up to $1,000 off. You can exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust, masterspas.com. Sean Hannity's show on this Friday, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. So yesterday, um, I send out to my incredible social media staff that won't give me access to any social media. I have no access at all whatsoever. Uh, a long commercial that was put out by New York gubernatorial candidate Lee Zeldin. I made the comment and I, I, they, they posted it for me because then they won't let me do it myself. Long history here. They don't want late night tweeting wars with uh, the likes of Alec Baldwin or Jimmy Kimmel. So anyway, I said, is New York a deep blue state? Is it possible that it can turn red? And I said, absolutely it is. We saw what happened in the Commonwealth of Virginia. If anybody had paid any attention to New Jersey, we would have a Republican governor in New Jersey. I mean that I, we all missed it, Every, including myself. We did have the guy on a couple of times, but I thought it was a hopeless case. But in the case of New York, there's been one head-to-head -head matchup poll that actually had it a four-point race, kind of right there at the, at the edges of the margin of error. Uh, and that's Lee Zeldin versus Kathy Hochul, who took over for Andrew Cuomo when he resigned. And anyway, so Lee Zeldin is out all over New York. He's he's all over the place. He was in upstate New York yesterday, Rochester, New York. And anyway, he's on stage attacked by a knife-wielding man at an event. Let's play what happened. And this is our last stand for New York. And there's only there's only one option. Right on, 
Anyway, so that was the attack. We'll play a little bit of the ad in a second here. Congressman Lee Zeldin, now gubernatorial candidate Lee Zeldin, is uh, with us. Uh, first of all, uh, when I saw this, it broke during my show last night. We we went live with it, and we started covering it. And the first thing, thankfully, we heard was that you were okay. Uh, from your perspective, what happened? Once It was interesting because once I first saw the guy up close, I was seeing that he was wearing a hat that said veteran. And usually that's something that drops my guard. When I see somebody's law enforcement, they're veteran, I feel safer. But at the same time, I'm seeing that he's, he has this kind of like brass knuckles, this weapon in his hand where he has... It's like finger. a tiger claw thing or a lady claw thing that they call it. You wrap exactly. it around your fingers. But by the way, that is that is a deadly weapon. He and and I, I have a picture of you isolated, and unfortunately, I would because I do mixed martial arts. I'm only examining it from that standpoint. I would have preferred that you had your left hand out protecting your chest and and hopefully your carotid because this picture I'm looking at has you wide open. Scary. Yeah, you know, after after it was done, somebody said, uh, "You know, you, you realize you never dropped the microphone. <laughs> uh, that's what was in my left hand." Yeah. With, with my right hand, I like grabbed onto his wrist back in the day because I did mix, uh, I did martial arts too. I was I was a black belt back in the day, and my first instinct thought was to just grab onto that wrist right underneath because he he started lunging towards my neck with the weapon, uh, and then within just a few moments, there was seven, eight, nine, ten people all on top of him, tackling him. The cops were there within a few minutes, and then they they take him away. I'm told that he was under the influence. He was somewhat intoxicated. Uh, somebody was talking about how they feel like he might have some type of mental health issues. Maybe it's connected to his service. Uh, but this whole thing could have been a lot worse. Uh, I only had a couple of scrapes, and I'm just happy that while I was looking up and seeing that hat that had the veteran on it, I'm glad I saw him with that weapon in his hand uh, to be able to, to react. It, 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 this could have gotten a lot worse. Look, it's totally understandable. I mean, I've done a lot of public events in my life as well, and, and I would tend to think the way you do. Most most people in law enforcement, the military, uh, because I'm so passionate in my, my love of these people that they, you know, they're usually very friendly. Um, but, you know, so I can understand you certainly didn't see it happen. You predicted last night, and it turned out to be true. Now, you, you said you, you were attacked by this guy last night, comes within inches. He could have killed you, and this image proves it, and we'll show it on TV tonight. But anyway, the would-be assassin, because that's what this really was, was not charged with attempting to kill a public official. That would be you. Not charged with attempted murder. That would be you. Not charged with assault with a deadly weapon. That would be you. Uh, he was charged with second-degree attempted assault. Not even first-degree, second-degree. And then it gets worse because he's now free as a bird because he's out on bail. And, you know, to me, I can't think of anything worse. And this is exactly what your ad that you released yesterday was all about. Yeah, he ends up getting released instantly on cashless bail. And I mean, it was hours after this incident. And to, to think that you can uh, attack. I mean, forget about the fact that you know, I'm a member of Congress at a political event. You shouldn't be able to try to stab anybody and then be uh, able to just walk free. Now, we just had this incident a couple weeks ago in New York City where these two Mexican cartel drug smugglers were caught with $1.2 million worth of crystal meth inside of the city, and they were instantly back out on the streets because of cashless bail. 
I just came from Syracuse. I was there earlier today where a 93-year-old named Connie Torrey was murdered by somebody released on Castle's Vale. The far-left pro-criminal elements controlling Albany keep passing new bill after new bill, stabbing law enforcement in the back and turning streets over. So I predicted last night after this happened, this guy's probably going to get released right back out on the street due to New York's Castle's Bail Law. And then sure enough, we all woke up, woke up this morning, and he was on the street. Let me play the ad that you happened to release yesterday that I, I happened to see, and I thought it was a particularly good ad. Um, I think it defines a lot of what people in New York are thinking right now and and how ironic this, this happens to you. This Listen, I don't care what they say. This was an attempt to kill you last night. If this guy shoved this this knife object into your neck or your heart, you would not have survived, uh, Congressman. You wouldn't have survived. And it's scary to think that this guy's out on the street, by the way, on his own recognizance. I, and I don't care what whether he was inebriated. It doesn't matter. It's the attack. He is a danger to society. This is the ad you put out, ironically, yesterday. Two suspected Mexican cartel drug smugglers were just instantly released after being caught red-handed with 165 pounds of deadly crystal meth. And where is Kathy Hochul? Despite the pleas of New Yorkers, Hochul has refused to use her authority as governor to fire Bragg. It's not the role of the governor to make those local decisions. Hochul even refuses to admit that cashless bail is driving up crime and putting New York families in danger. It's no wonder Hochul has accepted the political support of the ultra-far-left anti-policing working families party. So here it is. This guy comes on stage and really tries to attack you and assassinate a public of, uh, official. He's he's released in his own recognizance. Then you mentioned in that ad Jose Alba, the uh, bodega worker that was attacked when the guy came behind the counter, attacked him, threw him against the wall, pushed him down and and was going back at him. And his girlfriend had a knife. He defended himself. That guy was charged with second-degree murder. It's since been dropped because of the public outcry. and But he was sent to Rikers Island, one of the worst prisons ever to be sent to. So explain how that is. Explain the logic behind that, Congressman. Oh, the whole thing is backwards. He, Al, you had Alvin Bragg requesting hundreds of thousands of dollars of bail on Alba. Alba was sent into Rikers Island with an open stab wound that ends up getting infected. The person who stabbed Alba in that bodega ends up getting charged with nothing. And, and you have an innocent, law-abiding citizen who had no choice but to defend himself. A clear-cut case of self-defense. And thank God that there were surveillance videos inside of that bodega. Or, or Jose Alba might still be in Rikers, and he might be in prison for a very, very long time. So for... Uh, Alvin Bragg, since the first day he got there, he has been refusing to enforce all sorts of laws across the board, other laws he's treating as lesser offenses. My position is, if you think the DA stands for defense attorney, not district attorney, then leave the post and go defend the criminals. The governor has the constitutional authority, I would say constitutional duty in New York. It's written in the New York Constitution. We don't have recall like California. The governor needs to remove a DA who doesn't enforce the law. Alvin Bragg's refusing to enforce the law. Kathy Hochul won't do it. I've pledged that as my first action, January 1st of 
2023, I will be telling Alvin Bragg that he's fired. Quick break. We'll come back uh, more with uh, New York gubernatorial candidate, Congressman Lee Zeldin, who's with us, uh, who was attacked on stage last night by a lunatic. And that guy is already out on his own recognizance, and he had a weapon in his hand as we continue. Information download. Sean Hannity and the breaking news you might have missed today. With Sean's insider information. Sean Hannity. Lee Zeldin, who was attacked on stage last night while campaigning in Rochester, New York. Let me ask you about, we've now learned that Governor Hochul's campaign sent out an email about all of your campaign events. It included the dates, the times, uh, where the events were, when they were scheduled to begin. Uh, they're, they're trying to do the same thing that they tried down in Virginia to Glenn Youngkin and and say that you're Donald Trump and and you support radical groups, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's all one big lie. I don't think it's going to work this time. The question is, I, the only the biggest difficulty I see for your campaign, and I do believe you can win, but it's such a deep blue state, it's going to be hard. And the biggest problem you're going to have is so many people have left New York that would otherwise have gone for change and voted for you. They've gone to Tennessee. They've gone to the Carolinas. Many have gone to Florida and they've gotten the hell out of New York. Like they're leaving New Jersey in droves and Illinois in droves and California in droves. There's a big enthusiasm gap right now. People plan on voting Republican are more excited than the people who are planning on voting Democrat. Independence in the state, there are millions of New Yorkers who aren't Republican or Democrat. Uh, you're one of them. There are millions of people who are independent, and they're leaning heavily to the right. Disenfranchised Democrats who feel like their party has left them. Democrats who care about public safety on our streets, not being able to ride the subway anymore. Attacks on our freedom, attacks on our quality of our kids' education. In New York State, they ban the safe extraction of natural gas. While we watch Joe Biden over in Saudi Arabia, you got New Yorkers scratching their heads saying, well, why don't we just ramp up domestic energy production here. I believe the time is right. We can't take absolutely anything for granted in this state. We need everybody everywhere, regardless of what party you belong to, to work together to save the state. But one party rule, Kathy Hochul, four more years, we are going to end up experiencing rock bottom. We're not there yet, but we're well on our way. And what I can you like do for the right tax, the, the incredibly high tax burden in the state of New York, like, for example, you pay 40 percent federal income tax, 10 percent New York state income tax. And if you live in New York City, another three and a half percent tax. Um, can you can you drop taxes significantly without, for example, defunding the police further? Absolutely. And we have to. We have to enact the largest tax cut in the history of the state. And over the course of these last few years, the Democrats in Albany have increased over 40 billion dollars of new annual spending that's the, the the annual amount has gone up that much over the last few years uh and there are ways to be able to do it i was just talking about reversing the ban on the safe extraction of natural gas there are pipeline applications that are being delayed denied that instead should be getting 
approved. We could do with our energy policy with manufacturing. They're attacking farming, and some of that can be reversed to create jobs and generate revenue. You could also revitalize communities. You could create opportunity. Uh, I feel like there is, by you look at Medicaid, you look at providing multiple billion-dollar pots of money called an excluded workers' fund for people who aren't even legally in the United States at all. Multiple, like over three billion dollars in that no. when they created that excluded workers' fund. So there's ways to make spending more efficient, uh, to create you, jobs, to promote industry, and get this done. Real quick, are you angry that Hochul is putting out the dates and times and places of your events? Clearly, she's encouraging people on her side to to go and disrupt your events you blame her at all right right now i am on the road from one rally to another rally i have a box truck following me to the next rally that that's all lit up opposing me and uh, you know my picture and my sign it's following me right now to the next rally now listen i i'm i I have thick skin it's politics we're running for governor in new york but really the next day like you don't think maybe just put the the box truck in the in the driveway, you know, and maybe bring it back out. Yeah, few- really. Well, it speaks volumes about her, and I don't think this is going to end well for her, considering this guy is out on on his own recognizance. Uh, I really, uh, I'll show the video on TV tonight, and I and and we'll discuss the video in detail. This guy could have killed you yesterday, and the, the this this doxing, this rhetoric, it's got to stop. I mean, they like to talk about January 6th and ignore the 574 riots in the summer of 2020, encouraged by Kamala Harris. If they're not going to stop, they shouldn't stop, et cetera. But I'll tell you, it's getting very dangerous out there. Uh, I hope you beef up your security. We wish you the best in your run. We'll see you tonight on TV. We're glad you're safe. Congressman Lee Zeldin, gubernatorial candidate from New York. Thank you. Thanks, Sean. Didn't the IRS scandal and the NSA atrocities convince you? You need a watchdog on Washington with insider sources. You need Hannity every day. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, Linda, we were talking yesterday about a woman. Her name is Kashante Short and a lawsuit that she filed against a guy that stood her up and didn't show up for a date. Well, we, we had talked at length a little bit about that. We talked at length about it yesterday. Now we have the audio of her with the guy and the judge, and it is priceless. You got to hear this. Listen. I'm looking here. You know, what is it? Intentional affliction of emotional distress? Yes. Is that the claim? Yes, okay. it is. That's... That's not something that's really justiciable in, in district court. We had a date, one date, and nothing else after that. And now I'm being sued for $10,000. If he respond and his response is a lie, it's perjury, then my documents will prove that no, he lied no, and his no, response. No, no, no. First of all, this you is the judge talking. Yes, I understand perjury is a lie. I know what perjury means. Perjury is a statement. A, a false statement made under oath. So exactly. What now I got documents that prove he was lying. Bottom line is you said it's a criminal offense, so I will send it to circuit court. Are we done here? 
No, no, you don't. You don't understand, ma'am. You don't understand. Are we done here? Are we done here? Perjury. Perjury is. Perjury is a false statement means. Are we done no, here? No, you criminal offense or not? What statement? I don't see anything in the complaint that says he made some false statement on the road. Because you don't know what happened. You're on the outside looking in. You don't know anything. But you're the plaintiff. You have, wait a minute. You are the plaintiff. Are we done here? You have to are lay out here? your allegations properly. Are we done here? No, we're not. Exactly what no, means. we're not. You insult my intelligence. You have to lay. not insult my you intelligence. You have to lay your. You have to lay your. Please do you have to lay your. I, <laughs> by the way, I feel sorry for the poor guy. We had one. This is the guy. We had one date. Now I'm being sued for ten thousand dollars, and then it becomes a big fight. The judge is trying to explain what the definition of perjury is, and he goes, "Do you understand the definition of perjury?" I th- but the worst part is that she overtalks him and is explaining to him done? what she Excuse thinks me, perjury we, is. Done? I'm like, oh, no, oh no, no, God. Linda, are we done? You're supposed to talk now. It's a bit. Are we done? Yeah, we're done. <laughs> I'm making fun of her. It's over. I mean, yeah. I think at the end of the day, I mean, this is one of those things where she was so out of left field and the oh judge is just looking at her like, what are you talking about, lady? I mean, I, you're going to you're going to debate legalese with a judge. But I'm shocked he didn't say either be quiet or I'm going to hold you in contempt. Honestly, I, mean, I think he was in shock. A lot of patience. He was trying to explain what the legal definition of perjury, perjury was. She but also, look at the poor know. guy. Look at the poor guy, right, who thinks he's, he's like, we so went on one date. It was no date. good. I don't want to see her again. And he goes, right. I got to be honest with you, Judge. I kind of thought you were going to throw it out. I can't believe I'm even here. Like, is this a thing? Like, he was, like, in shock. <laughs> I was with him. I, I mean, I'm like, oh, date. my God. Maybe he no, should count his being sued for $10,000. I felt so bad for the guy. And then he just shut up and let the judge and her argue it out. Yeah, and he I'm didn't like, need to argue. The judge took that spot over. I I think we might have figured out why maybe this guy didn't want to go on the second date. I mean, it's very clear wow. why she's single. Very very clear. It's not a I lot mean, of mystery there. That was that was rough. I'm it was like, rough for all of us. We weren't like even that. on the date. We weren't even on the date. It's freaking nuts. <laughs> it would be worth getting the guy on the phone. Did you ki- did you kiss her? Did you know had that date? Oh God, out? no. He trust me. He saw that he a ran. mile away. He was like, see ya. Yeah. And he didn't, so I guess he said, okay, we'll go on another date. And he was not going back. Exactly. Oh, he just needed man. to say it to get off the first one. That poor guy. The poor judge. The judge really, I felt bad because I really felt the judge was so frustrated, but he was trying so hard to explain what the legal definition of perjury was. It's, it's oh. actually really pathetic. And I mean, the fact that I'm she crying. kept over-talking him and <laughs> screaming at him. And I'm like, you do know this is the guy who's judging the case that you've brought before him. <laughs> yeah. It's are insane. we done here? She she keeps saying, "Are we done?" I'm like, "Wow." Uh, I don't know wow. why that cracks me up so much. You All get right. a kick out of that. I did. Corbin is in Missouri. What's up, Corbin? How are you? Glad you called. Happy Friday. Oh my God, I feel violated by just listening to that. That's, that's by the that way. Did you, are you single, 
We might be able to, you know, we'll, we'll bring oh, back oh, candidate no, no. just for oh, you. There, there is no dating. No, no, there, there, no way. There is not enough money in the world to date that gal. I can tell you <laughs> that right now. Missouri is off limits to her. We are officially closed. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> Do you think about coming here? Just... That ain't, ain't going to happen. No, no way. So, but hey, hey, Sean. Uh, I'll yep. see here. Love the show. Love the radio show. Love the TV show. You were talking. You. Uh, you're talking about the uh, January sixth uh, comedy show on TV um, here, and watching those people. I'm, I mean, they they even uh, they even make me feel stupid. But but you know, I'm, I'm looking at Donald Trump. Donald Trump is definitely one of the greatest presidents we've ever had in my lifetime. But you know what? He is also a great realtor because he is living in their heads rent free, and he has done this. For over six years, it is just absolutely amazing, and 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 I'm watching this, and I'm going, I'm going, yo, where's the smoking gun? Because I mean, I'm looking at these people, you know, they're special kind of stupid, and apparently, I think their staff is as well, because you've had over a year to get this smoking gun, and we're still looking for the thing. I mean, I mean, it's not Listen, like I, you know what I felt about last laptop. night. I mean, we got that information right there. To that me, no last night guy. was they wanted to embarrass as many Republicans as they could. They, they went after Josh Hawley. They went after Kevin McCarthy. Uh, they showed the outtakes of, of Trump, you know, doing uh, his speech. And and he didn't like the way it was worded and the, the way the words went together. You know, that's why I write my own script every night for the scripted part of my TV show, which isn't very much anyway. But I, you know, because I, I ad lib for a living, so I ad lib a lot of my monologue every night. But anyway, it, to me, that's it, it, there was nothing really new except that they really, really hate Donald Trump. And he's really, really dangerous. You're right about that part. He lives rent free in every in all these people's heads. Um, the sad thing is, is there are going to be people that that take this for what it is. If there wasn't so much hypocrisy surrounding the issue of violence, it's it is serious. And I, in real time on this radio program, I was saying this can't happen in America. Just like I was saying all throughout the summer of 2020, this can't happen in our country. It's not good. And like what happened to Lee Zeldin last night. I mean, Kathy Hochul still sending out, you know, uh, her team to harass Lee Zeldin. after a, a guy tried to kill him last night on the campaign trail, doxing Supreme Court justices. You know, this this gets real serious real fast. Um, I've been a public figure all my adult life, and I can tell you, you know, I've had many moments that are not particularly fun to live through. And I just uh, I just think everybody needs to tone it down. Let's stick to the issues and let's win the race. That's let's leave it on that. And I think it's that simple. Uh, Corbin, glad you called, my friend. God bless you. All right, we got to take a, a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get to more of your phone calls. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Our friend uh, John Rich is going to join us. He's got a new single that uh, is debuting today, ready for download. Uh, Progress, it's called. You're going to love it. You know, Mr. Redneck Riviera Whiskey himself, so he'll join us. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the explosive growth that is na all things Music City and Nashville as well. Uh, then we'll get to more of your calls, 800-941-SEAN, as we continue. Uh Back 
we go. Mary is in the free state of Florida. What's up, Mary? How are you? Hi. Thank you, Sean. Um, I just first want to express my sincere condolences for the families out in Uvalde that have lost loved ones. Um, I wanted to speak about the question you had yesterday regarding that shooting out there, where you had asked why law enforcement um, didn't go in. And I know it just seems to defy logic, but I believe that I have the answer. Um, I am a have been a teacher in Broward County for 30 years. Um, that's where Marjorie Stoneman Douglas is located. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that every year, um, pre-planning days before school would start up for the children, we would have a training for safety. And this had, had happened um, really since the shooting at Columbine. And we would be brought inside and have our trainings. Well, then when Sandy Hook occurred, the, the training shifted. And we were then made to listen to the audio recording. They would turn out the lights and they would post images and we would just hear the shooting in the background and, and the people calling in 911. And um, not a dry eye in the house. And then they would turn the lights back on. And the police officers that were there to do our training would say to us, that's it. That's all you have to do is hold on for two minutes and we will be in that building. And they just kept hammering that point that they would be inside and rescue is going to be there. And then they would say, what do you do in the, you know, in the interim? And their response to that was throw magic markers and textbooks at them and barricade yourself in the room. And when you're with, you know, little children, first graders, it's very, very difficult concept. And I, I just am blown away that after Stoneman Douglas occurred, we found out on the news um, one evening late, of course, they don't post that during prime time, but they had said that um, the officers, according to their union contract, the sheriff's department under Democrat-led BSO um, de- uh, sheriff, was their union allowed them to not go in. It said that they may go in. And that absolutely blows my mind because you flash forward to Uvalde and there were 400 I, men standing outside waiting for the. So you're saying that maybe that they were under. That, 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 I think that probably would have come out by now. But the fact that it exists in Florida, um, I, I, I happen to know many people down in Florida. I'll, I'll, next time I talk to Governor DeSantis, I guarantee you. If he knows this, he'll fix that because I know DeSantis really well, Ron DeSantis really well. He's a great governor, and I think that he would fix that in a heartbeat. It just uh, it defies logic. It makes me sad. I never like to criticize law enforcement. You know, when I talked about the deep state, the FBI, the unverifiable uh, FISA applications signed by the top tier FBI brass, it it I was not a pleasant story for me to cover because i have such deep respect for law enforcement but there are examples where cops go rogue you know there was deep corruption and abuse of power in that case you know this officer in in the case of george floyd you know had no the guy was in handcuffs you don't put your knee on somebody's neck and pound their neck into the pavement the way he did for nine minutes and and it ended up killing the guy um, that frustrates me because it gives other officers, the good officers out there, a bad name. I know everybody that I really know in law enforcement has wanted to do it since they were young. 
They're committed to do it. It's a calling. It's it's a, yes, it's their profession, but it's also something they're called to do. They train. They train specifically for that moment. Maybe only once in a career will happen where they have to show that that bravery and that courage. Like, for example, first responders, firemen, policemen on 9-11. They knew when they were going up that their likelihood of coming back down was pretty nil. They're not stupid. And and they did it anyway. That defines heroism. That defines courage. And that's what shocked me about this tape. Um, we have an active shooter. We got kids in a classroom. We got teachers in a classroom. All right, we're gonna we're gonna knock down this door just like we do in training. We're gonna go in there. We're gonna find the shooter. We're gonna try and protect every one of those kids. Let's go, all of us. And then you go. And uh, would they be putting their life at risk? Yep, they would. But that's what they that's their job. You know, I uh, every once in a while, I have friends of mine that are firefighters in New York City, and for them, most of them, they work a twenty four hour shift. And for example, if it's a slow night, they might might get rack time. They call it where they get to sleep a couple hours, uh, or they're cooking these big elaborate. I mean, you've never eaten till you have a firehouse meal. It's incredible the amount of preparation they put into the meals at a firehouse, and it's great food. And anyway, so but then I'll make fun of well, I don't get rack time. I you know it's air time. It's three, two, one, go, and they're like, okay, Hannity, you, you we'll call you on nine eleven next time. And it's a point well made, you know, because we kind of ribbon each other a little bit and they deserve everything that they get. But that's what they're trained to do. And they're great at it. We admire them because of it. And that's what shocked me here. I, I don't want to second guess these guys, but something went radically wrong here. And that can't happen again. If kids are trapped in a classroom with an active shooter, you got to go in. There's no time to waste. Anyway, but I I hear what you're saying. I'm going to I'm going to check into what you're saying as it relates to they have the choice. That sounds that sounds off to me. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. Now the same Hollywood that sold the American dream They are now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Now you can join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in the Hollywood Takeover brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some of the major studios. Now don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.